0: Welcome to the Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Manchester campus. Palm Sunday is tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really excited about this day, and I think maybe more excited because in the past we've never had a, a, a spiritual uh, uh, a talk about spiritual gifts and leading into the significance of what Palm Sunday is all about. It's so brilliantly put together, the way that God orchestrated this series. We've learned so much about spiritual gifts, this, the gifts that God gave us. It's been amazing. But we're celebrating Palm Sunday tonight. We're the first people doing it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we could tweet that one. We're celebrating first. No, no. Um, <laughs> so before we talk about Palm Sunday and why Palm Sunday is so special, I wanted us to kind of take a second and um, allow me the, the, the honor of being able to share with you historically why this particular day means so much, but even more so, God's love and why God's love is so important in this story. So we've been talking about the supernatural, and it's been all about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's been prophecy, word of knowledge. We've, we've covered healing, and we've covered so much with regards to discernment and tongues and interpretation of tongues. And it's been a such, it's been such a fun few weeks. And how many of you guys took the opportunity to go to the breakout sessions on Sunday nights? How many did we see? A few? Well, I'll tell you what, that was some pretty amazing stuff take place. We went deeper into the, into teaching about the gifts, but we also saw some incredible, um, healings. We've seen some amazing manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, real quick, I just want to give someone, this is totally on the fly. Who has any, um, testimony to healing that you've been praying for that people prayed for you last week and you received healing right away how many how many people received healing and wanted wanted give a testimony that's true why don't you come up and share
1: hi everybody uh yeah my name is matt Tarpe. um i was playing at uh, pembroke about three weeks ago was it Um, and at the end of service, Phil Tuttle went out front and he just said that, you know, he felt God had put it on his heart to pray for somebody, uh, with arthritis specifically and specifically in their hands. And I had been up there and I'd been playing bass and my fingers hurt, like really hurt. I have, uh, well, I had really bad arthritis in my left hand. I wasn't able to make a fist. If I closed my hand, it would have looked like that. These two fingers just weren't moving. I was in pain. Playing, and I was trying to serve, and I went up to him and said, "You know i think it's uh I think it's me that God put it on your heart, like my hand needs to be healed, like I'm trying to serve, and it hurts and He literally grabbed my hand, prayed a couple of minutes, took it right out of his hand, and I could make a fist I haven't felt a bit of pain in my hand since, like no pain whatsoever um out in the cold, it gets a little stiff, I stretch it out and it's fine. I mean, I can knock on stuff. I couldn't knock on a door. It's amazing. Yeah, I, had, um, I was at work, and I actually, like, normally, if anything had even bumped into my knuckles, I would have been screaming. Um, and I was doing some pipe and drape. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. But somebody goes to pull the pipe down, and their hand slipped, and it came right down on my knuckles. And it was just wow, that didn't hurt. It was, it's pretty amazing. Like I, There's no explanation for it aside from God.
0: Amen. That's right. That, so give him a round of applause for coming up. I've heard many amazing stories already just of God's healing power. And so when we talk about the gifts, we really do need to talk about one more thing um, that this entire Palm Sunday is wrapped into and it, and it brings a it brings a, an end cap to the series. I would like everybody to open up to First Corinthians 12 31. We're gonna get started here. We're gonna start at the very end of twelve in verse thirty one we're gonna go through thirteen thirteen. I believe we have it on the screens too. And if you have your your uh, your Bible apps, too. You can actually follow along with everything that we've got going on here this evening if you go to the live event within UVersions Bible app, okay? I will not be giving tutorials on that. <laughs> but here we go. We're going to start right here in verse 31. But earnestly desire the higher gifts. And I will, sh- I will show you a still more excellent way. But if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have, a prophetic, if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing." If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its way, its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. The partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, and then I shall see, and then I shall know fully, that is, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Amen. Just reading through this, and I can't tell you how many times I have read this particular area of Scripture. I read from verse 4 on through 7. And honestly, how many of you just totally get convicted? (laughs) You just get convicted like, oh man, yeah, I was irritable today. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was not the, the most patient person you've ever seen. Yeah, I probably didn't handle myself that way. But this is interesting. He starts off, he says, look, desire the higher gifts, but I, I will show you still something more, a more excellent way. See, wisdom, knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, which we were seeing last week taking place right before our eyes. Prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, all of those things are amazing. But what he says is there's something even greater. See, the the gifts that God has given us to use, they're there to benefit the body and to be a blessing, but there's still something even greater. Love is the more excellent way. Love is the more excellent way, what is love so a lo- lot of us we we think about love and we could t- we could say kind of well, we could describe love in certain ways. Some of us why are we even bringing this up because everybody knows what love is you know we, we are they emotions are they there are they actions? A lot of us believers would say no it 's absolutely action it's it 's totally action. God, love is an action, but all of us could describe it in different ways, and it's absolutely normal to feel emotion around love. You do things for others because you're inspired to love, right? So we know natural love, natural love. We have love for our friends, you know, that's our church, it's people outside of our church here. We have love for our friends. We have love for um, our town, our city, I mean, those are that, there's a particular kind of, of um, you know, I, I just love where I live. I, I, I love the people that I see day to day. Then there's love for your family, you know, your, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters. There is that kind of love. But then there's another love too, your, your sons, your daughters, your, your spouse, All right? That's another more intimate, deeper love. You know I thought about like the uh you know, the analogy like you think about it, like how how if if we were hanging from a cliff you know who would go who would i have to let go first of you know when you're measuring the kind of love that you have well my friends i've uh, sorry guys like if, if i had to choose between you and, and one of my kids i'm i'm pro- or you you're one of my brothers john i mean we're so close but if it's one of my brothers i'm probably going to let him i'm going to let you go my friend i i i have that <laughs> no and and if it was like if it, if it was it, what my wife, my wife, right? I would probably have to let go of one of my brothers. I, I certainly will probably do that, right? And, and so, in your mind, you're staging the, the different kinds of love. You, you, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that does that. <laughs> I have really wild dreams, guys. No, uh, but see, these are all, these are all carnal. These are, these are, there's a natural way to, to love, and it makes sense. But there's something that goes even beyond instinctive emotions and instinctive acts of love. See, Jesus came into the world in the most peculiar way to show us, all of mankind. That there is that the love that we are just explained, like the love that it is wrapped around romances and 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 even compassion for kids and and um, people who are marginalized in this world. That's like the tip of the iceberg. Think about that. All of our non-profits, all of our care, you know, the the, the mercy ships, all of these things that take place that are so amazing and good is literally the tip of the iceberg when it comes to love. God chose to to share with us his depth of love through the story of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to to reveal God's supernatural love for all of us. It's not natural. It's totally supernatural. And it goes way beyond human understanding. What does this love look like? Well, it's sacrificial love. And that's what I want to talk to you about. See, to truly love, you must understand the value, the price, what it costs. And tonight we're going to uncover just what love, that love that God had, How much it actually cost God. Why does Palm Sunday mean so much? Honestly, it's a day that all of the world truly misses out on the meaning. In fact, a lot of churches miss out on the meaning. I I think that sometimes we miss the big point. We celebrate it. It's it's traditional. It's tradition that we celebrate Palm Sunday, but why? Why? Christ's triumphal entry. Well, yeah. You know, this was the day, tomorrow, was the day when it started the the Holy Week process. The process of which God lived out this love in such a unique and sacrificial way. But before we talk about Palm Sunday and... You know, the scene where Jesus comes in on the donkeys, people waving palm branches, that's where Palm Sunday came into play. We need to, we need to go back to the beginning of Jesus' baptism. And he's with his cousin John, and you can find this in Luke three twenty one through 22. You can turn with me there because I don't think it's on the screen, but I'd like you to follow along with me. Luke 3, verses 21 and 22. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you, I am well pleased. We could actually see this very same experience said in a different way in, in the book of Mark, and so I'd like you to turn with me to Mark 1, verse 10. And we're going to see something that really jumps out. Mark 1, verse 10, it says, And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. There is so much power in spoken word, the way that God communicated. God communicated via spoken word to his son. You see, the father's love... Communicated to Jesus. He says, I am well pleased. This is my boy. This you nothing. I am I like literally he split the heavens open in order to communicate, so not only Jesus heard it, but everybody around him heard it. He split the heavens open and shared just what a father ought to say to his son. Guys, guys, we want that, don't we? Guys, we want that, that. That, that love, that, that words, those words. This is my son who I'm well pleased. Man, right? If you have kids, we will, it, especially if you haven't heard that, We just have this desire to say it, but we don't even know how, right? God splits heaven and comes and rests on Jesus and says those amazing words. And you see the deep love that's uninhibited by humanity. You see it supernaturally poured out on on Jesus. He's exalting the love between the Father and the Son. Here is a very important part of this whole scenario. The word "schizo, schizo," literally means to be torn in two. And in Mark 1:10, that's the word that's used for when the heavens are torn open. The only other time that this word is actually used is at the end of Christ's life, when he's on the cross. And he utters the words, "It is finished." at that moment. The scripture says that, that the veil was torn in two in the tabernacle. You see the power. For me, that just blows my mind. That's, you can find that in Mark 15, 37 and 38. I'm, I'll, read, I'll just read it here. It says, Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. Verse 38, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. That is a powerful representation of God's love. By the way, that curtain wasn't a flimsy little silk curtain. (laughs) That thing was thick. There was no possible way that any man could have torn that curtain into. It was designed to keep people out. So think of it as a very thick cloth wall. Cloth doesn't even do it. <laughs> See, God poured out his love. And yet, this, became, this, this process could be so sobering to us because when we realize his love, it's like it just weighs heavy in a, in a sobering way yet god had his mind set on the joy that would come from all of this as he poured out his love and in hebrews 2 tw- sorry in hebrews 12 verse 2 he said looking to jesus the founder and prof- uh, perfecter of our faith that's god the founder and pro- pro- uh, perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame And is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You see that God loves us so much that he took that deep love that he had for us. And and literally took his son and had him endure the pain and the suffering. In order for us to be able to be with him. With, with God, to restore that, re- that relationship with him. He took on your disease and your sickness. He took on your sin. He took on condemnation so that you could be restored to God in right relationship forever. Do you guys understand this? This is forever. This we, we see this through our natural eyes. We see this with our natural timeline, and we package it into this, you know, let's just say 120-year package. <laughs> but you see that God said, he said, forever you will be restored to me. And that means that we can enjoy the love, the poured out love, because, again, it was God's joy. It was God's joy. It was God's joy that he went to the cross. Now we need to talk about Palm Sunday. (laughs) Um, The references are going to be up there. And I I actually recommend that tomorrow, as you guys are together as families, as your home. By ourselves, I want you to read the scriptures that we're going to put up on the screen. Luke nineteen twenty-eight through 44, and Isaiah 53, verses 2 through 7. Why Isaiah? Because Isaiah actually predicts what took place in Luke. It's an amazing scenario. Let's talk about this. The day, the time, the way that Jesus came into Jerusalem was incredibly important. And it, I have to be brief, but I want to point out some significance in this story. The day was, was incredibly important because the, the season that God chose to bring Jesus to the cross, Right, so tomorrow starts Holy Week right this is this is Palm Sunday we are going to, we are going for a week expecting what we're going to celebrate on Easter, which is the resurrection. Everybody jumps to the resurrection. you know it's kind of like well i don't even know what to liken it to. You guys probably have some great analogies, but the idea is is that sometimes we just get ahead of ourselves and we forget that this week is so important and let me just take a commercial break here to let you guys know that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we are going to be having people come and and right here, read the Word of God from 5 to 8, every one of those nights. I know we have life group. Work it around your life group. Don't skip life group to come and do this, but maybe take your life group and come do this. Take some time and read Scripture. We're doing it in half-hour blocks you could do 15-minute blocks. It really doesn't matter. But what the point is, is that we're going to be spending that time during this Holy Week just to, just to hear the Word of God read, to honor Him. So, leading up to Good Friday, we're going to be having an amazing Good Friday service, and that's the service that we're going to join in with um, New Life Church. It's going to be great. So... Why did God cho- choose this particular time for Jesus to come riding in on a donkey into Jerusalem? Why, why this time? Well, see, this is the time of the Passover, the, the Feast of Passover. Now, just real quickly, if you don't know what the Feast of Passover was, this was when the Jews were commanded by God to, to take a lamb and sacrifice this lamb. Back in the days when they were in captivity— in, in Egypt, and they were going through all the plagues. The last plague, which was the worst plague, was when the angel of death came through and wiped out all of Egypt's uh, firstborns. Okay, so this was a very, very dark time in the, in the land of Egypt and, and really an amazing time of salvation for Israel. So what God commanded them to do is to take the blood of the lamb and put it over the doorposts. And then that sign, that symbol. Now, it's very interesting. The lamb that was chosen had to be spotless. And so the day that Jesus comes riding in on this donkey on Palm Sunday was the day called the Lamb, the, the, the lamb Selection Day. So Lamb Selection Day was when the Israelites would go out and celebrate Passover Choose that spotless lamb. And this is a part of their ceremony. So Jesus comes riding in on a donkey. And, and for me, I, I'm, I'm like, God, why the donkey? Why a donkey? When you are the, you are the king of the Jews, you are, you are the great I am. Okay? Think about it just for a minute. So, first, that, that first thought just blows my mind that the day he comes riding in, oh, that's, he was the select lamb. He was the pure and spotless lamb. And God chose him for this situation. He, what he did there, just for a second, was he validated all the things that he commanded the Jews to do. Right? It wasn't just for some silly tradition, it had great meaning to God. And it was, it was, Actually, every time that the Passover was done, it was actually predicting Christ. So, why a donkey? First of all, when you think about a king coming in into this great presence and to take his throne, wouldn't you expect him to ride in on a horse? Wouldn't you expect him to ride with a whole army behind him, marching in to take his throne? You see, a king, a king expects the people to serve him. And that's what the whole ceremony is about. The throning, the crowning. An earthly king would be served. And God chose a very humble way on a donkey to come in as a servant. Not taking... The nice large entrance, the grand entrance into Jerusalem. But really, where he came in to Jerusalem was probably the worst entrances you can think of. It was the sheep gate. It was not a, a beautiful entrance, <laughs> it was muddy and stinky, and lots of animals also traveled in this area. <clears throat> Why the donkey? Well, because the donkey, the donkey was a sign of strength and endurance and also could carry a tremendous burden. The donkey could carry a tremendous burden and was reliable. The horse that a king would ride on was an image of war. An image of war. The donkey... Was an image of peace. Very, very different. That was his plan. He came in unassuming. He came in really in a very humble way. So, why the palm branches? Palm branches have absolutely nothing to do with Passover. Okay? Palm Sunday. Had, it had nothing to do with Passover at all. This is interesting. The palm branches, although, were used, this is unknowing to the, the Israelites that were claiming that their Messiah would come. They're saying, here's the Messiah. He's going to restore Israel to greatness. And so then they all bring out these palm branches and they start laying it down on the, on the trail the, this little sheep's path for Jesus to come into the city because it was muddy. And they said, well, along with coats and everything else, we'll, we'll, we'll lay down these palm branches to at least keep the mud from getting on the donkey. What's interesting to me is the correlation with the palm branches. God commanded the Israelites during the Feast of Tabernacles to use palm branches to, do, to create these little booths that God would reside in. Okay, It was was not like God was actually going to reside there. It was literally to say, we are looking forward to the day when God will dwell with us forever. Right? God knew what he was doing. The palm branches. What he was saying is, I am going to be restoring the kingdom of God and I'm going to be with you forever and I'm going to make my way so that you can dwell with God forever and God will dwell with you so i found that i find that all of the things kind of wrapped in and, and these are just these are the most significant points that i could draw from this day but i want you to understand the love all of this was motivation we needed to understand We needed to understand just the the kind of love that God gave and poured out through the life of Jesus. You see, he was the Prince of Peace. He was not an earthly king. He was a heavenly king. He came not to be served, but to serve. That is the God that we serve. And how much more do you want to serve him when you just have that understanding of just how grand Palm Sunday really is? And the last thing. Jesus underwent all of this. It was a very humbling moment. Very meaningful, but very humbling. The humility that God took upon himself was because he did not see things through fleshly eyes. He saw them through spiritual eyes. He did not see the world as it was then. He sees it when it's been redeemed. And I think we need to take that same posture, right? We need to take on the love of God. You, when you get the understanding of just how much God loves you, that's when you are truly saved. You could call on Jesus. You could say, Jesus is my God, my Lord. But when you understand The love of God, that's when the love of God is saving you. You are being saved in that revelation. Yeah. When you have this deep love of Jesus inside of you, you can do the impossible. You can love others just as the Father loves you. You could love those impossible people. You could love beyond, right when Jesus says, you know, you've heard it said, love your friends and hate your enemies. Well, I'm going to tell you one greater thing. How about this? Love your enemies. Give them a drink of water when they're, when they're thirsty. When they're down and out, pick them up. In John five nineteen, it says this, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you that the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. You can't love anyone else. You can't love anyone else. The gifts are as perfect as the gifts of the Spirit are. You need, to, you need to seek and understand the love of God for you. Because all of the gifts... Faith is huge. Faith is a big part of the gifts of the spirit, but they all flow from a revelation of his love for the individuals that you are you're praying for that you're you are you, the conduit of his of his power to the individual that you're praying for, healing, prophecy, wisdom, knowledge all of these things motivated through pure love When we have the revelation of God's love for us, then we could love our families in a more pure way. Not in a self-seeking, self-gratifying way, but a purely sacrificial way. And when we experience this, then the world around us begins to change. So what I want to do right now is I just want everybody to, to, I want you to bow your heads because we're going to pray we're going to pray, if you don't know that love of God, that amazing, triumphal entry that Jesus had to kick off this week, to celebrate this Passover, when the angel of death passed over and, and God made a way to save the Israelites, it was literally a prophecy of Jesus Christ's coming into this world to to do the very same thing for us. I just want you to be in this posture for a moment. Father, I pray right now that you would reveal your heart, your heart to us, your love, Lord Jesus. Last week we talked about how you pour out your love, you heal people, you do miracles to restore us, to restore our dignity. Because you think we're worthy. And each one of us in this room, no matter how bad our lives have been in the past, no matter how much we've done that doesn't glorify God, no matter if you have been a Christian for all your life or a Christian just this afternoon, it doesn't matter. The love of God, the love of God, the love of God was the motivator from the very beginning. He is love poured out through Jesus Christ to save you in this very moment. He took on your sin, He was a pure and spotless Lamb, He was worthy. And through his blood, he has washed you clean. Nothing of your own accord could make that happen. God was motivated to restore you into right relationship with him. Father, we ask for your presence just to pour out right now and every heart that's here. God, we ask for your your revelation, the revelation of your love to, t- to touch deeply every heart. God, cut through all the junk, all the lies of the enemy all the arguments against you All you who believe raise your hands to look to to the Lord right now honor you we thank you Jesus we take this moment right now just to declare we are so grateful for the love that you have poured out on us that we can receive it right now that we would receive it right now in full measure the full measure of your love the full revelation Jesus the full revelation of your love now believe that God does deposits when we come before him. A deposit of his love for each of us in our hearts. I don't care how spiritual you are, how grown up in in the body you are and of his goodness and and you know him and you know his love for, for you. You need to know more. You need greater revelation. Of his love you need it you need it to penetrate you and go deep 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 inside of you because when his love comes in it pushes everything else out it can't you can't have junk in you and not when the when the love of God comes in you when it presses down inside of you inside of your spirit all that stuff just <sighs> We just need that. We need that revelation of his love. And why? Because God has called us to do something in in our world. When we talk about having the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven, we need to be the conduits of that love. You have been chosen by God to do great things. receiving and sharing God's love and gifts is what we desire to do with our lives. Constantly cyclical. Thank you, Lord. This week, I want this week to be a, a very joyful week. Joyful Yet I pray for the great revelation of God's love just to be stirred oh just more and more every day more and more of his love so that when we come together on Friday we are just going to be bursting at the seams we need to burst at the seams uh, honestly I am I'm humbled I feel like I should be jumping up and down <laughs> But I just want you to know the sweet presence, the sweet spirit of God, how He desires just to pour out more of Himself on you. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.